You're listening to the System Semi Podcast, episode number 234. Today, we're going to be talking about how to segment your list based on analytics. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. So, so excited to get to nerd out with you again on the podcast. And today is no different. And this is a topic that we haven't had on the podcast. And so I'm super excited to be bringing it to you today, especially because it is actually a place that I really enjoy playing around with and don't get to very often because that's not necessarily my total zone of genius. So I'm really excited and honored to have a total expert on this on the podcast. So Miss Caitlin, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yes, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you and your business. Sure. So my name is Caitlin Hamilton and I am an OBM and a get your shit together strategist. (laughs) So I really focus on helping my business owners, really a focus on female business owners, get the systems and back end of their business set up in a way that serves them. So this can include automations or organization and really just creating that overall structured strategy and prioritizing kind of their needs to make sure that their business is flowing on the back end. So that way it works seamlessly on the front end. Amen to that. We are all about making sure your back end is nice and lovely. So again, today is no different. We are going to be talking specifically about how to segment your list based on analytics. So for those of you who love to go on a systems journey, sit tight. Okay. Put your belts on. We're about to go there. So before we get into the steps, I do want to touch on really what are your clients businesses like? before they've actually implemented segmentation for their mailing list? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people just focus on capturing emails at first, which is great. I mean, that's exactly what you should do, right? When you're growing an audience, you want to start out by growing your list, getting people on your list. But then it's almost like I kind of see a, then what? Like, then what? Okay, I have all these people on my list. Now what? And, you know, you can do it that way. Or you can also focus on really getting it segmented sort of from the start or set up in a way that allows you to understand the people that are reading your emails or coming to your page or signing up for your stuff. And so I think most of the time I come in when it's disorganized and there's really no system set up in place. They just have a bunch of different email addresses they've collected through, whether it be say their Facebook group or a freebie or multiple freebies or live events or things like that, then they just have those emails in their database. And so with, when you say a mess, Describe to me this mess that you see. (laughs) I mean, I think they just have those emails captured and maybe they've been sending off like one-off emails, you know, whether it be a blog post or a promotion for their new course or their new one-on-one service offering. But there's really no rhyme or reason to one, the content that they're sending or to how they're analyzing that data. So they may, they have probably no idea most of the time what 
an open rate is or what a click-through rate is. They don't have any of their customers tagged in a way to understand their buying behaviors or what they're interested in, in terms of their offering. You know, some people may be interested in one facet of your business than the other. And they don't really have any idea what that looks like. So, you know, to come into that, you kind of have to do some analysis based on the list and this content that's been put out already and kind of analyzing that data to then get a better idea of how you want to segment the list and how you want to segment your audience. And then it kind of can help serve you in terms of knowing what you want to offer your audience. So originally they don't really have any of that knowledge or expertise. They just think everyone on their list wants all of the information from them that they have to offer. Whereas that may not always be true and they may not be converting people at the rate in which they could if they had some of those things in place. That's so, so true. It's all about making strategic, intentional decisions. And if you don't have the data to make those decisions, then they can't really be that, all that intentional. So let's, you know, not be in that camp. So go ahead and walk us through each step that people can take to really start to segment their list based on analytics. Sure. Okay. So if you've been using email marketing for a little bit now, you'll probably have, you know, a list of campaigns. Let's take automations out of the equation for just a second. Let's focus on just the campaign element. So in campaign email is considered an, you know, an email that you just send off, you know, maybe a recent blog post, like I said, or a service offering, or just a, hey, how you doing, sort of email to your list. So those are your campaign emails. So what you can do is you can look at the analytics of that email. So you would go in, usually it will say like report or something like that. It may say analytics and you would click on that and you're going to see a handful of things. So one of those is going to be your open rate. So open rates vary. Everyone asks me what a good open rate is, is, and honestly, it depends on the industry for one. So your industry can vary based on the open rates, but I like to see an open rate of 20 to 30% on average, obviously 30% and up is better, but not every person on your list is going to open every email. So um, an average of 20 to 30% for your open rates, I would consider that a good, so to speak, email. And if it's higher, that's even better because that's basically your email list in terms of understanding who's engaging with your content. So usually what I like to do is download you can usually export the people that opened your email and i usually export that into you know a csv and i open that in excel and i will do that for say emails over depending on how many emails you send it may be a one week period a one month period or three month period and i'll put them into excel and then i'll sort them <laughs> to be able to tell basically how many repeat emails you have in there and then that way you can figure out really who's opening your email the most and you can kind of tally that and kind of create like a tracking sheet to see, okay, like these people are opening the most. You can do the same thing for your clicks. Your clicks are probably gonna be substantially lower, but your click-through rate is going to be, you know, maybe 3%, 5%, 10%, but the more you segment your list, you're going to see a higher click-through rate. So now that we've segmented your list in terms of understanding okay, these are the people that have opened the email. I would upload that list and create a segment. So you can create a segment in just about any email platform that you use. And that segment, I would call them your engaged users. 
So those specific users have engaged with your content pretty consistently. They've opened your emails. You may want to, again, note the people that have clicked. You could even segment even further to, you know, create a list that's like click-through rates or things like that. I see that particularly valuable when you're doing a launch. So I have a client that just went through a launch and we segmented her list in terms of looking at those who opened and we sent them additional emails. So that's sort of the why, why would you do this? You want to send them more content specific to what you're seeing them engage with the most. So if they're engaging with you specific to a certain launch, you want to send them even more emails because they're your warm leads. They're your warm market. And then the ones that click, you have the ability to nurture them even further. So if those that are clicking, maybe you send them a specific email that links to scheduling a call with you to learn more. So it kind of gives you that backend knowledge of understanding your audience. So that's just one specific example of how you can segment your list. But I really think that you want to look at it in a few different ways to see if there's patterns. If they're just those people are consistently opening your emails and supporting you. I mean, my mom and dad probably open all my emails. So, you know, we can take them off the list, but you kind of want to go through and see, is this primarily your current clients? Is this, you know, new people in your cold market that have joined, you know, through a freebie and kind of look at it and analyze like, where did those people come from? Are they currently engaging with my content and how can I market to those people further? So that's sort of the general approach. Do you want me to go into, I guess, another specific example in terms of say like a freebie? Yeah, I think that would be really great. Cause again, I think it totally makes sense to segment based on engagement levels and knowing again, if somebody is besides your mom, dad, grandma, if someone is opening your emails pretty consistently, they're a pretty hot lead. And so if you are then looking to, you know, I'm a big fan of backend sales. A lot of people are like, I never see you selling anything. And I'm like, I'm selling every single day, but it's really a lot of backend sales. And so I will look at and have you know, not traditional lead scoring, but I'll know who my hottest folks are to really focus on. And doing that with your email marketing, you can do that in a lot of the different software out there automatically. And so based on opens, based on clicks, etc. And so yeah, let's go into another way that people can use segmentation when it comes to freebies as well. Sure. So, I mean, if you think about it, there's, you likely have so many different offerings, you know, maybe you have three, maybe you have five, whatever it may be. Maybe you focus on a course, you have a course and then you offer one-on-one services, or maybe, you know, you have a couple of different options and ways to work with you. Maybe it's an intensive and then a monthly option. So the way that I think about segmentation based on freebies is I offer, you know, or my clients offer a couple different freebies that speak to or align with, I should say, the ways to work with them. So it's kind of like a funnel. So I call it like your freebie funnel. And this is like really your nurture sequence into understanding how people can work with you. So I usually set up some sort of automation that starts with a freebie. So say it's a freebie based on one specific offering that would nurture those people down the line into one of your higher paid offerings. And you can always downsell or upsell from that offer. So I think in understanding what if you're looking at your analytics, what freebies people are subscribing to, you can better market to them. So for example, 
say you have, you run a social media business and you have somebody that downloads like your free hashtag guide. Maybe you want to segment, you know, that list or you want to understand who's clicking to end up offering them something related to like an engagement strategy or Instagram growth strategy. But say then you have another freebie or another offer in terms of where they click that's related to brand awareness and growth for, you know, growing your Instagram past the beloved 10K mark. Maybe that's somebody then you realize, okay, they have a larger audience. They have a larger following already. You can upsell them maybe a larger package than you would to say the person that's just looking for some hashtag ideas. So really understanding those two people and the difference in your market and your offerings and how to sell to them exactly, you know, specific to what they need. You can take that data and those people, those specific lists that you've pulled for the people that have engaged with your freebies and send different content to them. So I may be sending different content to the people who have engaged with and clicked on, you know, the Instagram hashtag files, and maybe I'm promoting like an intensive or, you know, something like that. And then I can offer the larger package and the large, the other content to the person that's looking for larger growth. So I think understanding that gives you the ability to speak to your potential clients' needs. And that's, how you're going to get the sale a lot quicker than if you're just generalizing your content to your audience. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast only pricing of $37 for this two hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late-night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again. You catch my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. That is so, so true because you think about, you know, the reason that people buy cars or something, for example, like I went from like a Honda Civic to an Audi Q3. Okay. Those seem like two very different audiences and they sort of are. One audience, me at 18 was looking at what is a reliable car that I can take road trips and, you know, kind of just have and and will last a long time because, you know, I'm a broke college student. And then, you know, as I got my new car, I guess it was three years ago, I wasn't thinking about, you know, life as a broke college student. I was thinking about, you know, I want to feel luxurious in my car. I want it to like be super sleek and I want it to be light, but I want it to be an SUV. So like your preferences change and it's the same thing as buying a car, but even as your customer's journey is change and and whatnot when it comes to whatever service you have, you know, being able to know, like, is this person wanting a reliable, consistent 
Honda Civic, or are they wanting a super sleek, like luxury car? Like those are two different reasons or two different types of conversations you're having with people buying. So I love that you mentioned the freebie aspect of like, if you have one service, but potentially if people are buying for three different reasons, having those three different freebies available and seeing which ones people take, you can then tailor your sales conversation on which of the freebies that they took, because it's a pretty safe assumption that again, if they're looking for a safe and reliable, you can, you know, talk that up. Or if they're looking for sleek, luxurious, then you can, you know, go in, in that direction. So it's funny, as long as I've been in online business, I've segmented my list. Absolutely. And I haven't really intentionally done it to a point where the freebies were giving me information about the sales conversations I was having. Because again, I get most of my sales through referral partners, but I actually really like this idea of allowing your email marketing to tailor your sales conversations. So thanks for pointing that out. I actually really, really appreciate that. Yeah. And I I think, I mean, like you said, there's just, and your audience grows and changes over time. So you may see those same people clicking through to different offerings. I mean, to continue on the car example, you know, right now you may be in this sleek, luxurious vehicle, but who knows, like three years from now, five years from now, maybe you're thinking more family vehicle and you need to change. So I think that's the exact same thing in terms of your offerings, especially as your audience grows with you. So maybe that same person that's purchasing a service where you are interested in content in terms of like your hashtag strategy, you know, a year later, their business has completely changed and they want to invest in that higher level offering. So I think looking at and having that data and seeing how they grow, you're able to nurture them along. So once they purchase, say, something else from you, I think that can get into sort of the tagging aspect of email marketing and making sure that you're having your audience tagged in a specific way. So say they make that, you're, you're kind of following along with their growth, right? So say they make that sale um, or that purchase of say your smaller package offer, you tag them with that and say maybe then you can funnel them into a different automation or you can target them with different content that's related to your next offering, right? So they go from your lower level offer to maybe your mid-level offer. And then when they get into your mid-level offer and you're tagging them with that, you're really, really helping them to kind of nurture and grow to your next offer. I mean, that kind of repeat customer, if you're creating that repeat customer and nurturing them along and building that note, like, and trust factor with them, they're going to be a customer for the long haul, for the long term, and they're going to be repeatedly investing in your business, whether it's, you know, your say your three signature offerings or anything else that you launch or come up with, they are already going to be invested in what you're doing and eager to purchase. So, so true. I love that. And I know before we hit record, we did kind of nerd out on some different tools and stuff when it comes to email marketing and what's best for depending on what people's preferences or goals are. And so I'd love to take a few minutes to discuss some of your favorite email marketing platforms and the pros and cons of each when people are determining which is the best fit for them. Sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people are used to hearing about MailChimp, right? That's the first one that I think I have been I used, I should say, when I was starting out, when I worked back in the corporate world, I had a lot of my clients there use MailChimp. But I think that email marketing is something that's evolved so much over the last few years. And there are so many different platforms. So the ones that I recommend the most, I'll start with Flowdesk. I love Flowdesk. It's 
a platform that Jenna Kutcher recommends and it's beautiful. And that's the reason I've kind of fallen in love with it is that it's different than your MailChimp or your active campaign or your Kartra or some of those general, you know, platforms, constant contact, all of those, it gives you more creative edge. So if you are a creative entrepreneur, I would highly recommend checking out Flowdesk because it's visually appealing and it's different. And I love that about it. It gives you some more autonomy. It's easy to use. It's drag and drop. They have so many pre-made templates for you as well as like automation series. You can just kind of edit and tweak the actual documents. So you're spending less time time creating and designing. You don't need a graphic designer to go in and design an email template for you. They've already done that. So I recommend that to all of my beginners just starting out as well as people that have been in business for a while that really want to have kind of that visual appeal to their emails. They do have a solid segmentation plan and workflow section as well as forms. They have all of that. It's just, I would say, maybe less techie than, say, an active campaign. So active campaign, if you're doing a lot of different automations and sequences, and you really, really want to kind of segment your audience. So for example, in the back end of a sequence, you have somebody that clicks this, you want them to get a different email than somebody that doesn't click. And then say they open, you want to give them a different email than somebody that doesn't open or say they, you know, like they purchase, you can kind of like the integrations on that back end to understanding, you know, kind of that buying behavior gives you a little bit more autonomy and control of following that customer through that journey, then I think it's a little bit more advanced than like a flow desk, I would say. It's just amazing the different ways that you can tag and segment that audience and deliver different content through a single automation. So I really like that about ActiveCampaign. To me, you know, it's a definitely more traditional. It's still pretty easy to use. And the analytics are great. I mean, it's been around for a while. They're constantly evolving and putting out new, you know, features and training. So I really like that it can integrate too with like a lot of different platforms. And then you always have Zapier, which is a fabulous app that can kind of make that integration happen for you if it doesn't work. I mean, you can link Dubsado and ActiveCampaign. You can link, you know, so many different things by using Zapier. So just had to throw that in there. If you can't find something in your email marketing platform, usually there's a zap for it. And then some other platforms that I use with my clients include like Kartra and Kajabi. And to me, those are more your course focused platforms. So if you run your entire presence, say you run your websites, your email marketing, your courses, all through a Kajabi or a Kartra, that the synchronicities of those platforms and what they offer, it absolutely makes sense to kind of host your email marketing there because it can link up to a customer's purchase. And then you have everything in one platform. So you're not kind of trying to like manually zap or bring over information, you know, and integrate different platforms. It's all done for you in there. And the tracking is really nice to have that in one spot. So if you're really focused on like course creation and offerings, you know, in a way that you're integrating with that Kajabi or Kartra platform because those are a little bit more expensive on a monthly basis or yearly basis. I would recommend using their email marketing tool because they definitely have those same sort of capabilities that you would see like in an active campaign. Yeah, that's so true. And even 
Well, before all the COVID stuff, I had gone to two different active campaign like events here in Dallas. And it was so, so helpful. It was just for people who are active campaign users. And they had these in-person events where we could learn like all the things and how you're supposed to have way more tags and lists in active campaign. And just, again, there's, it was, some of it was like the simple like starter stuff. And then they also touched on a few of the more advanced like deals and all that sort of stuff. And it was really, really helpful and just made me love active campaign even more. And so I have like notes on notes on notes on notes about active campaign, but also again, all the ones that you mentioned, Caitlin are great alternatives, depending on your budget, depending on what your goal is for using it. Right. So if you're not really going to get that spicy, honestly, don't waste your money on active campaign. I love active campaign. I'm obsessed with it. I could live in it. I could marry it. However, I think it's much more important to choose your tools based on your preferences and your goals versus just the fact that I use it, which I'm flattered, but you know, let's have it work for you specifically. Yeah. And I think that you can also use different platforms as you grow to kind of like what you just said, because you can just export your list and definitely trust me, it's not the easiest thing to manually bring over some of that stuff, but you can export a lot of that in terms of like your tags and, you know, you can copy or like take, do an Excel or CSV and kind of some of that information. And again, like if you're just starting out, maybe your list and that stuff is smaller and then you want to get a little bit more detailed, you can kind of build out some of that functionality. I mean, I know I've done that. I moved from MailChimp to ActiveCampaign to Flowdesk actually, just based on my preferences and where I was at and what I wanted to use email marketing for. So I think that there's no, you know, just because you have it set up in one thing doesn't mean that you couldn't necessarily, you know, move it down the line as well. Yep. That totally, totally makes sense. So, you know, start where you are. Don't anticipate too far ahead for sure. And so where can people go to find some more goodness from you? Uh, You have a nice freebie link for us to check out. Yeah, I think a couple places. One, I love Instagram. I am on Instagram, Instagram stories all the time. So you can check me out there. It's Caitlin E. Hamilton. So I'll spell it K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-E. Hamilton, H-A-M-I-L-T-O-N. And then that's the same link for my website, CaitlinEHamilton.com. And I actually have, like you mentioned, a great freebie that's on email marketing. And I think that that will be super valuable in helping you understand kind of how to funnel your audience and really what those different funnels can do for your business. Yeah. So we will have all the links in the show notes so that you guys can go DM with Caitlin, let her know the golden nuggets that you learned in this episode, what you're excited to implement. And again, thank you so much, Caitlin, for being on the podcast. This was super, super great. Thanks so much for having me. This was so fun. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.